Welcome to the Loomer podcast that is London Underground Music Review. We are now audible and visual. Thanks for tuning in. This week on the pod, we have the band Temporal Comet from London. They play eclectic indie electronic music. They have a couple singles out right now on Spotify. And uh, thank you for being on the podcast, you guys. Hey, thanks, Karina. Thank really good to be us. here. Yeah. yeah. Do you um, want to introduce thanks. yourselves by name and everything so people know who say, you are? Yeah. Thanks for the little intro. So I'm MJ. I'm Hugo. I play guitar, uh, control loop station, and uh, MIDI guitar, and vocals, and harmonies, and Hugo fills in with the rest, which is mainly drums, to be drums, honest. Drums, loops, uh, I have some piano notes on my little instruments there. Yeah, he's allowed to be melodious sometimes. Yeah. And you're right, it's kind of a li- indie electro. We've been told that we're not electro, so maybe electronic is a better is a better word but all of these things yeah. are so ambiguous and um the lines are all blurred these days so we like to ride the waves across these different lines and Absolutely. make all sorts Genres of genres are on their way out so <laughs> exactly yeah. dynamic death to genres mm-hmm. yeah i was talking to the you know the guy who came down who works with uh, jack who a producer who lives in in our house mm-hmm. um i asked him what he was doing and he could he was like man the genres are I've gone now. I do everything like like you, and we agreed on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's chill. You know, we would be able to define it, but we're part. Of, we also think that that we shouldn't have to define it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's been a, a growing theme over the last couple of years, not having to define things as much. Um, yeah. How do you guys know each other? How did you meet and start making music together? Uh, so we met for a guy called uh, Liam uh, because. Basically, he took me to a, a place. I started being his drummer. He's another artist. Um, and MJ was performing. And that's the, I think the first time I saw him. He was on his own with the loop station that we still use today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, It was chaos was like, in those days. Crazy? Yeah, yeah. It was chaos in those days. And it developed through meeting Hugo and a couple of other people into a four-piece. And then it, it sort of exhaled again into a two-piece left with, with me and Hugo so that's the reason why the loops are so important and Hugo's SPD pads are so important triggering different sounds because right because there's a lot going on in all of your songs you have to be able to do it with just yeah, the two of yeah, you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, exactly. we do it like all live anyway so we don't play to we, we could play to Ableton live but we decided to yeah do it. no that's where I first saw you guys I saw you guys live at uh, the Victoria in, in Dalston last yeah. year and it was a really good show it was like you guys are really Thank entertaining you. It yeah, it was a really good fun gig. gig. Well. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. organized and, and I think performed also. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So yeah, we um, went through like uh, we met through musical and people, and people. we now live together in this place where you, some of you, have probably seen us doing our live streams from here in the basement mm-hmm. over the last few months. So yeah, we're housemates and um, and we're basically still, still friends as well, right? Yeah, because like. <laughs> So your live streams are on Mondays, right? Are those hosted? Where are those? Where can people find those? Uh, people can find the previous ones that we've done on the Facebook. So it's there's mm-hmm. a really simple way for for looking at bands and other artists' live streams now is just look at their page and add forward slash live. So temporal comments forward slash live on Facebook, and you can find everything that we've done already. We played some covers and some new songs. We did some jams and some old songs. There's some improvisations there, which are currently turning into new songs that we're going to be recording in the next few months. 
Um, and so we stopped the live streams now, you know, we're out of lockdown. Fingers crossed we'll stay out of lockdown mm. and not have to start doing live streams again. <laughs> no, it was yeah. really fun doing the live streams. Um, but so you're back yeah, to work on yeah exactly back to work that's awesome Good <laughs> yeah yeah because we love this home studio you know it's that, that's where we are now and uh i've been producing a lot and now you know we start as mj said you know the improvisation from the from the the lives you know it's actually material we're gonna we can develop into songs and mm-hmm. we've chosen some of them and we're working on it so the projects are taking shape now Very but we cool. out, we need to isolate again kind of thing mm-hmm. hmm. Uh, when did you guys all, when did you start making music individually? Like, how did you each um, decide that you wanted to do this for your career? Go on. I started quite early uh, mm-hmm. and I always loved listening to music. And, you know, my I was lucky enough to have parents with like a massive collection of CDs and, and different music from around the world. Same. Very distinct genres maybe at this time. And uh, and some a lot of crossover as well between the music that yeah. your parents and my parents rammed into true, into the years true. of our what was some of the stuff you guys listened to what's some well, stuff that we both listened to i suppose parents, a lot right? of it is is more like 70s 80s classic rock and, yeah. and that that okay. side of things deep really. purple, deep purple, purple is one like i grew up with 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 that really that's the album that made me want to start the drums when i was like seven or something it was like in japan deep purple and that's something that yeah, we listen to it from early age the best one yeah. the best one is bowie though and i think that's the one that kind of ties into what we do as a as a band there's there's very mm-hmm. little deep purple vibes in in what we do now but yeah. that's the thing is we love all, we love all yeah, sorts yeah. of music and it does it must creep in somewhere if we're listening to if we're having a week where we're like obsessed with afro beats or obsessed with prog rock or the beatles or or Radiohead or Bowie or yeah. drum and bass and like Anderson Pack and all sorts of stuff that like floats around in this room and around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it all must creep in somewhere, but Bowie is certainly a big one for us. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, more absolutely. than what we mentioned before. Like more Bowie, than deep purple. Because we listen to, to him more <laughs> and like, yeah, Bowie's a big, big part of my, uh, my family. We love him. Do you remember the first uh, live performance you ever saw? First concert you went to? Uh, good question. Give me. Uh, I used to go all the time. Now I you know, like, been playing those gigs, but I think technically, and it's it's prescient as Hugo mentioned, Deep Purple. Uh, mm. I actually was was before I was born. I was inside my mother at the Deep Purple concert in Nebworth, which is quite close to where <laughs> I grew up. Live, live in Nebworth Park. Yeah. So that's go- That's that's my first gig. Love it. That's, you don't that's count awesome. Being aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine must have been like a rock festival near Paris. Uh, I don't know which band, which name. You know, it's just definitely there. Festival gigs uh, near Paris. Mm. We get like very, very big artists and good uh, like French artists as well. Yeah. I don't remember which band it was. Just like the moment when I started to go to those festivals. To see the mm-hmm. big bands and but I think that's another similarity is that we were both kind of um, exposed to to live music as well as a lot of you know recorded music when we were growing up. So right. no surprise that we've ended up doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have toured a bit yourselves. What's your favorite place that you've been so far as a band? Well, not going to say Italy, uh, right? Places, but it's going to be Italy. Yeah, we 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 played. 
certainly this year, okay, this year's a massive exception. <laughs> this year we played more gigs in Italy than we have in the UK because we did two at the beginning of the year. Uh, amazing reception, everybody's super friendly wow, and venue, attention yeah. to detail, absolutely. So really nice playing over there near to around uh, Milan and Brescia. But this year was going to be, uh, you know, a year of kind of focusing more on different parts of the UK and we'd love to get out to different parts of the UK. So, um, you know, as soon as things are, are back open and, you know, we're starting to investigate now how we, yeah. how we can do that and if it needs mm -hmm. to be like, socially distanced gigs or if we need to do like boat gigs a boat gig we did a few weeks ago that was fantastic if slightly wobbly or maybe uh, you know a sort of uh, our own idea of a sofa sounds kind of thing and do something in our backyard mm -hmm. you know there's a few things there's a few things that we can still that we can still do that we already did since the end of the lockdown yeah so yeah. yeah boat gig sounds fun <laughs> boat gig was fun pretty random yeah, there's yeah. no sound system so it wasn't like the the big like no, temple yeah. experience no, good, but it was it was, was it just you on the boat performing to people like on the dock or was everybody on a boat like going down the yeah no so everybody day? was on the everybody was on the towpath on the canal yeah. up near clapton it's probably oh, like okay. hackney hackney boat party kind of vibes uh -huh. yeah it's a lot of fun yeah that sounds awesome that's the first one of those I've heard of. I've seen like okay. people playing in the park, um, online stuff, but that's the first boat gig that I've heard of. Mm. Oh, but then yeah. no one is bothering you, you know, it's like people were trustworthy, like, you know, friendly, welcoming, and like, they loved being together. Yeah, you have a community mm -hmm. there, definitely. It's a strong community, I didn't realize. And uh, yeah, first in the boat community was, was awesome. The boat community, the yeah. boat people. Actually, no, we know so, uh, uh, is a friend of ours that moved into that boat. Mm -hmm. uh, she bought a boat. She was at the party, you know. We know her from Liam again, right? So this guy, he knows so many people from different, <laughs> and, and again. Yeah. Bringing people together, so, yeah. yeah. Well, music does that anyway. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Is there anywhere you guys would like to go someday, like a dream venue or something? Oh, yeah. I would say, well, I thought you might say, or maybe you don't yeah, ever want to play in Paris again, but we almost got to play in Paris oh, at the beginning of this Paris, year, yeah. and the gig fell through when we arrived, so we didn't get to play, but, you know, that's like, for it would be like a home home gig for Hugo, so it would, would be, be awesome to play them for coming in France, yeah. I have to say, and, uh, but we're working, actually, we have a, a, a nice venue, you know, the CAC. That's a bit outside Paris, where I'm from. No, uh, you're rambling. Like the, but it's anyway. It's no, it's okay. It's <laughs> Go for it. Ramble. No, honestly, we, went, we visited the venue. Yeah, we almost got to. We almost got to play so, there in Paris, but it's uh, it'll happen. It'll happen yeah. next year. What's well, better venue than the one we had booked? So ne early next year, as soon as we can. Also, we've been offered, you know, the the gigs in Spain mm -hmm. that we need to investigate and uh, and do as soon as we can as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we love London and there are some great gigs like the one that you saw us at last year, Karina. But the, 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 the truth is that I think in a lot of other European cities, people are a bit more engaged to, you know, underground, unsigned music and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, things are a bit less trying to be commercial, you know, things that haven't been commercialized to the same extent. And look, it's, it's realistic and it's understandable the venues in you know let's just talk about london because that's where most of my experience is in the last in the last few years have 
you know, a lot of them have decided that they can make more money from having food and that sort of thing in the in the bars than than kind of taking a chance on live music so these kind of places these spaces where communities can can be created and scenes can can evolve are kind of getting kind of getting diminished here in london but in 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 other countries you know they're really they're really still there yeah i and now with the with everything going on it's like that the number of venues who were still doing that it's like mm. shrinking even further one of my yeah, favorites yeah, that already, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have uh, the Fiddler's Elbow is one that I really like. They do a great open mic night called Bubble Bath. That's just like okay. the most wholesome, inclusive space. And okay. they have All people right. like sign up beforehand to go perform. But they always say at the beginning, like if you're if you want to, you know, sign up now. And then sometimes I, I feel like some of the best performances are people who are just in the crowd and like were feeling the vibe that night and decided mm. to go up and perform. And they end up being so good. Like the last time I went, there was two people who decided to do that and they just played music like old folk tunes from like where they were from like Columbia and stuff and they were beautiful and like music I'd never heard before and it was so interesting nice so I'm I think they're gonna start doing online stuff but I hope that comes back because that was really special and the online gigs were really fun as well actually over lockdown like we did yeah Yeah. a couple on zoom because we'd done the live streams on facebook Mm-hmm. But on Zoom, you get that response. You get the interaction from the other people as well. And you get like people clapping when you finish the song. And, yeah. and that, that's, that two-way traffic is like... It's something, yeah. Yeah, it really makes it something. Mm-hmm. We played for, for like, a group of friends that, you know, kind of invited us to, to join their Zoom, Corona Zoom, and, uh, and play for them. And uh, that was fun, yeah. We got clappings online. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's just like you get the same... Uh, adrenaline, you know, stage uh, emotions, kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. When you play, yeah. when you when you do it properly, and uh, you know, you, you can prepare, feel that other people are listening. Try to get the perfect making and everything. Yeah. And yes, uh, it's uh, I, it's something I did not not that I did not believe in it. It's just that I didn't want to. I prefer the I prefer the real thing, but yeah. I, I, I still do. But that the, the lockdown opened my eyes on that thing, and I can really get some fun playing from home anyway. Uh, now yeah. you know that yeah I think a lot of bands are discovering yeah. like more online outlets and um, like putting themselves out there online more than they ever had before and it's I think mean, it's mm. gonna be good in the long term no matter no matter what happens it's always a yeah, it's, it's good to good have thing. that you know we know it's uh, it's working yeah yeah okay so here's some more less serious questions um, just some like ask reddit questions that I found what's okay. your favorite um, non-musical sound Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Favorite non-musical sound. I'm tempted to say thunder, but I bet a lot of people say thunder. <laughs> mine's mine's definitely like thunderstorms. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> I like uh, I don't know if I fire or water, you know. But I think a lot sound of like, fire is good when it's like. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. But I think also like, imagine a huge piece of sheet metal, like twenty meters, and just like banging on the side of it and you get the, yeah. the way that it sort of undulates and vibrates and those kind of sounds that you get that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing the sounds of uh, pipes you know like uh, the construction ones different size you know you can <laughs> it's just such a clean note and you can get very subian they do that in the blue that's, man group that's good that yeah that, i don't know if it's done considered music on that but it's like on the edge and i think it sounds wicked yeah, yeah. what about 
three songs that would be in your biopic soundtrack. Ooh la la. <laughs> Man, these are too, these are too good. <laughs> it's like question your time to, you know, to prepare them now. Yeah, I mean, songs for us are things that they would be that change all of the time. And I mean, I, I'm an obsessive person when it comes to music. So, you know, the last couple of weeks, you guys probably heard you know x Beatles song you know 20 times it can it could be any it could be any one there's some um, i mean there's some fantastic bit of, you know just say the beatles and i can't i can't choose three <laughs> Never yeah, yeah. Mind. Well, yeah you picked just artists one, I, I discovered uh, i think i'm gonna love it forever it's called old man when uh Neil young it's a classic uh, you know like this would be on the, on the three because yeah it's like it's so good he's come through there because that's a fantastic song which i also yeah i know that one identify with quite a lot old yeah. man neil young it's, it's a brilliant piece it's it's very simple you know very modest yeah and yet so powerful and the lyrics too super and, the, and the lyrics yeah but all, all of it's yeah good choice it's on harvest or uh, after the gold rush one of the two i grew up with uh, those harvest. two neil young albums but this um, song i'd never never heard of it hmm. uh, another one give, give us a last one one song that I just, I just want to say, like, I, I would probably just take Beethoven's Ninth, and that could be the score for the whole, for the whole film. Okay. Pretentious enough for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unexpected, unexpected. Climb He's my, my favorite composer of all time. Okay. Yeah. Mozart, and I heard more, more Mozart. Uh, not really into Mozart. No, no, you need, I mean, he made me listen to Beethoven, and yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> good stuff it's good stuff the real classics uh what about do you have any artists that you feel like you discovered like they were the first you were the first person to really like them and then now mm-hmm. more people like them um yeah that's a good question um there's a few bands yeah, which yeah. certainly I've got I've got into quite a lot and haven't found that other people knew what they were, knew who they were and then yeah you you hear more about them I mean I there aren't any bands which are going to be for me I don't think any of the bands that I love are going to are going to be in the in the top 10 and be that kind of multi talked about but I would say um everything everything is a band which I found in the last it's more than five years now since their first album came out. It could be like eight years, something like that. Mm. They're really interesting. Everything, everything. Don't Check them out. Oh, I, I, I don't think I can answer this question, you know, like... Uh... Any uh, hidden talents, useless or unusual skills you'd like to share? <laughs> love all these putters on the spot questions. I'm just sitting back and letting you go. No, I'm, I love uh, <laughs> this kind of question. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty good at you know um, it's not lying but like pretending I'm someone like for a joke or something mm-hmm. oh yeah Some right practice and you pretended to be English before and, haven't you like unless you want I'm not, not trying to manipulate anyone just for fun basically um, yeah that's that would be my skill a little improv comedy yeah <laughs> <laughs> not, not based on someone real you know you create a brand new character for to you know confuse people in a new environment for instance any other hobbies outside of making music especially like new new lockdown hobbies you've picked up recently being stuck inside Um, all the time well i guess you're taking care of yourself like running or reading yeah that's uh yeah 
done a lot more. In the lockdown, you have to do it, but in general, you can't mm-hmm. do it. I've done a lot more yoga, a lot more cooking, mm-hmm. a lot more drawing, just writing things that aren't necessarily lyrics, you know, could go either way, or maybe not connected to, to, to you know, musical writing at all. So I think, yeah, it's, uh, all of these things feed into everything that you do and, um, you know, the same thing is not like we were saying at the beginning about not sort of um, categorizing things down to genres. The same with like creative work. You, it doesn't really matter what what it is. It all feeds into the same. Oh, that's, that's true. I like it. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes you're being, you know, you, you, you're getting some influences from a great book or a great symphony. Or a, a great a, meal you that you're doing, cooking. And you do it yourself like later. Yeah. Like, it's all going to connect in the, in the end. Because when you, I give you an example. When you cook something and when you mix a song, it's the same thing, right? You have you need to have good raw ingredients, and you need to to know what you're doing with like the, the measurements. Okay, yeah. Overcook it. That's you know like two hobbies that fit each other. Mm. Can you overcook a song? Absolutely, oh, yeah, yeah, you can, of course. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know this is something with, that a lot of artists will say is that they can never really. Um, it can never really say when a song is finished. You can yeah. always go back and improve this or re-record that or, or do this to the midsection or whatever. And you have to know when to stop adding salt, <laughs> mm-hmm. basically. Whatever you call salt, there will be a button actually too much salt. You need to be careful with it. <laughs> salt gain. <laughs> do you guys remember what, what was the last like cool thing you got to do before everything before everything locked down like what was something that oh, you're course, glad yeah. you did in retrospect we just came back uh from italy like the mm-hmm. week two weeks before um so yeah that was uh the biggest thing like we're hoping for some more in london you know like yeah just our beginning of the year like that is great and then yeah and that was the, big, the biggest thing before Apart from music, we'd started to go climbing. There's a climbing wall near us, and we'd started to go climbing. So we were really gutted that we couldn't carry on doing that. That was the week before. Yeah. The week week before. That's awesome. It sounds fun. (laughs) We'll get back there. Yeah. yeah. I've I've only tried that one time, and I was horrible at it. It's very difficult. Yeah, Um, you don't have to be good. Yeah. It has to be fun, right? Exactly. As long as you're, as long as you're yeah, having fun. your time, enjoy it. What about, have you guys ever dealt with um, anxiety or stage fright? Like, Good question. I mean, for, for me, like I've been doing this since I was about 10. I was acting originally and I never really had stage fright then. I think it was more about a sense of like wanting to be professional. I remember when I was 10 in this school play and like, I'm not going to look at my mother. You know, you see other kids like waving at their parents when they're on the stage and doing their thing. I was like, I'm not going to make eye contact with my mother. So I think I knew from quite a long time ago that it was more about giving the best impression and obviously having fun as well. The, mm-hmm. the fun comes when you know what you're doing though. Yeah. And when, when you're too busy trying to remember what the next line is or, or the next part, if you're not prepared. Yeah. I think I would jump in and say that uh, stage fright is like, it's a form of stress right but stress comes with lack of preparation and like as you grow older i guess you realize the what's at stake and also you're able to be more prepared and 
it's it's it gets easier to 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 manage it yeah i would say that's why we rehearse so much so we can enjoy it and yeah not... but the the one thing that you know uh it's like if you're prepared basically but i think uh, at the same time a little bit of what we you know we might call stage fright or nerves or i mean for some people stage fright is something where they just they can't do it but i think getting that balance right of having just that little bit of nerves you know the right the right edge of the scale um you know it helps the adrenaline get going and you're gonna have more of a gonna have more of an impactful performance i think yeah. <laughs> to have a bit of nerve but like yeah yeah to be able to sit back and also i mean on the drums i guess it's like you're always at the back of the stage just sitting you down singing you know, you're sitting down you can't see half your body it's pretty chill it's uh, it's helpful and uh Although at the boat gig it wasn't because we were trying not to fall into the water on the other side of the boat. That was crazy. That was that's, that's... how big was the boat? Oh man, it <laughs> like was like little... less than two meters wide. It was very long. Oh, it was two meters wide. But it was less than two meters, maximum oh, two yeah, meters actually, wide. Just the the, the the width of the drums, you know. Pretty much. And uh, wait, you were on one of those like canal be... boats? Exactly, yeah. canal boat. You yeah, got yeah. it. I was thinking you were on like a bigger. That's a small. All the stuff that would be scary. Yeah. I I well, never knew. Yeah, the look of, of, of someone is like, are you, are you going to be, you know, judged? It's also those kind of things. Will you stay dry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never knew before coming to London how much you could accomplish with just a boat. There's like the Tamisa Dock bar oh, yeah. is like one of my favorite places to go. Um, the, I forget what the actual name is, but just like the little bookshop on a boat down by word on, it's, I think it's called Word on the Water and it is yeah, connected it. it's connected to the boat that we played on a couple of weeks ago actually. no way it's the same ownership or same organization that kind of thing yeah. wait so is this like a boat venue like it's yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, do you guys have any favorite quotes or a piece of advice you've been given that you've kind of held on to throughout the years never give up that's for sure that's that's my dad even if like you know because when you're a musician let's face it you're gonna have periods of doubts and like what am i doing is it you know especially if you let it take a big part of your life self-doubt and and um you know if you just to try again if this this song is not good try your next one even if it's good keep trying a better one yeah you know and uh, never give up because i think uh, don't settle that's a good one don't huh? set, don't settle. Yeah, for... don't don't settle. Just uh, move on and, and don't stop and just not give up. It's don't stop till you get enough, Michael Jackson. I would <laughs> paraphrase. I would paraphrase uh, Oscar Wilde as well. I love the quote where he's saying, um, "We're all lying in the gutter, but some of us are looking up at the stars." I haven't heard that one. That's a good one. Um, all right. Is there anything I didn't ask that uh, you'd wish i had something you wanted to talk about that i didn't ask uh, about, talk about um... the only thing was actually because at the beginning i said to you like oh i should probably mention the playlist and then you gave me the perfect opportunity by talking about asking us about three songs that that um uh that were important or you know that kind of vibe and i didn't mention the playlist at all which is what i literally should have done at that moment that you this is me. the time yeah anything you want to promote right now <laughs> put it in so yeah, we we're um, um, obviously our music is on Spotify, like everybody else's these days. 
So if you're listening to Spotify, um, come, come and find Temporal Comet and give us a listen. But um, we'd really like you to have a look at our In Orbit playlist, which is um, an introduction to all of the kinds of music that we're listening to, whether it be something that we've loved since we were kids, like we were talking about earlier. There's or no deep... 2020 music that we just want to, you know, Absolute. get inspired, inspiration from yeah next tune. there's a lot of stuff that we're listening to like right. presently and there's no deep purple there is some david bowie yeah. <laughs> it sounds good thanks well, karina yeah thank you guys so much for being on the podcast yeah okay i'll see you guys all right yeah ciao. thank you bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.